Hello everyone and welcome to Cooking with Positivity. I am your host, Zakia McCoy. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to focus on positivity leading to success, whether that be in your business, in your love life, or in your everyday decision making. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with our positivity poem for the month. Be open to the fresh start and the space to create and build remarkable things in a positive space. Grab hold of your path of unlimited possibilities and phenomenal outcomes. Be the positive thought, creation, and energy you want, need, and would like to see. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. We're going to be joined by our lovely CWP family member, Lisa Deshawn, when we come back. Are you looking to expand your gift-giving ideas? Well, you should check out Tipsy Chicks. They have fun and stylish drink accessories and tipsy tags that will turn a mundane life into a party wherever you go. Whether you are going on a camping trip, you can bring your folding chairs and your easily accessible folding flask, or you can start the party while you're waiting in line to get into your favorite hotspot. Be sure to stop by Tipsy Chicks, that's T-I-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S dot com today and grab a gift that keeps on giving. We have just celebrated the new year, so that means Valentine's Day is not far off. Be one of the first to grab a Valentine's gift basket with everything set up for a perfect dinner for two. Stop by ZakiaMcCoy.com or head over to ZRZ Catering and grab your basket today. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am fantastic. How about yourself? Hey, ditto. All right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is hump day. Man, beautiful thing. I think I'm kind of loving uh, hump day. It's, I think that might be my second favorite or my third favorite day of the week. Oh, okay. Look at you. Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> it was uh, Fridays and Mondays. Okay, Fridays and Mondays. That's good. Yeah, I love Mondays. Like I tell, like I tell our listeners, Mondays is your time to start anew. It's the beginning of uh-huh. the week. It's the beginning to yeah. start something fresh. Right. And that's why I started the Surviving Monday Tips because a lot and of listeners is like, "Why oh, you sound so perky? It's Monday," and I'm like. Yeah. That's why I sound so perky. What do you mean? <laughs> it's right. Monday. It's good. We have seen another whole whole new week. We got the opportunity to do some more positive things in this right. week. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And then Fridays, of course, is the weekend. You know, it's fun Friday. We get it. We get down. Right. <laughs> we right. listen to music. We watching movies. Whatever. It's fun Friday. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. So, and I used to say uh, Saturdays, but uh, Saturdays uh, have been so busy. I can't, you know, 
get into it because it's like um it's like a weekday for me except for I'm not doing anything business wise mainly right. I'm with my kids I'm hanging out with family friends right but that is so much that it seems like you know I have to schedule my Saturday yeah oh yeah to make sure I get things done so Saturday got taken off the table <laughs> but right right but Wednesday has turned out to be one of my favorite days of the week. Well, that's a good thing. And uh, we are starting something new here on okay. Festival of Positivity, which is going to be Wealth Wednesday. Oh, all right. Yes, we oh, are. Yeah. Wealth to, Wednesday. Yes, we're going to give out tips uh-huh. on ways to increase your wealth. Yeah. We're going to get some uh, financial questions from our listeners, and we're okay. going to get some of the fun financial folks that we know yeah. to help answer these questions best. Okay. That's what's up. So, if, listeners, if you're listening, if you got any wealth questions, financial questions, make sure you hit us up on our voicemail right here on Cooking yeah. with Positivity. Yeah, that's up. We will get your questions answered. Yes. And now if it's something that we can answer, of course, you know we're going to answer it. But <laughs> Right. I like, what, what is this, what do they say? Uh, give it to the experts. There, there you go. So you go. Definitely, we're definitely going to be doing that. And later on in the show, you know, we'll give you the Wealth Wednesday tip. But right Sounds now, good. yes, right now I want to talk about movies, though. Because there are, talk about the movies? Okay. yes, there are a few movies that are coming out, uh-huh. and um, one of them is The Gentleman. Now, oh, did you see? Okay, it looks like a mob gunslinger action pack movie, and I said yeah. I wanted to see it. <laughs> okay, because I I normally. I don't have a a drama, like a good drama that, I, um, a good genre of movies that I like, because I like almost everything. It just depends okay. on what the plot or the storyline is, who's it about, you know, where the story is going. Mm-hmm. But uh, The Gentleman is about uh, Mickey Pearson. And he's an American expertise. I don't know what that is. I'm probably not saying that right. But uh, he became rich. And he he became rich by building a marijuana empire in London. Oh. Yeah. So when word gets out, he's looking to cash out of the business. Triggers start flying. Because people uh-huh. don't want him to get out the business or people trying to take over his fortune. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it is uh, directed and produced by uh, Guy Ritchie. And it is oh, starring, really? uh, mm-hmm, and it's starring Charlie Hunnam and Matthew McConaughey is in there. Oh. Michelle Dockery, Henry Golden. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant and Colin Farrell. 
got some Ooh, heavy hitters in yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be good. Yes, yes, definitely does. And I I was interested because the commercial, whenever I'm watching TV, if a commercial catches my eye, it's something that I take pause and look <laughs> because, like I said, uh, I don't do too many commercials. Mm-hmm. I despise commercials to a certain extent. That's why. Okay. That's why our commercials are right here. Our cook with positivity are short and sweet. It gives you exactly what what we are talking about and to the point. Man, it'd be some on some of these apps on um on the Roku TV. You watching something good, and here come a commercial, and they got five commercials coming up. See, to show you. Five. Yeah, it does that on YouTube as well. (laughs) Oh my goodness! And see, yeah, we, you know, man. I mean, I, I I want some information, but uh, when I'm watching a good, oh yeah, oh man, and that's that's my thing. (laughs) Especially when I'm um, because I turn on something. When I'm going to sleep, you know, yeah, and um, I try to watch it, 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 you know, the whole thing in its entirety, right? But commercial come on, it's like five commercials. Then I turn over on my side, and I'm feeling so good. Wait until the commercials go off. <laughs> Child, I, I look, I didn't have to watch plenty of movies from the beginning. Listen, because I didn't fell asleep. Uh. <laughs> I think that's why people are, you know, on streaming services. They go to the Netflixes right. and the right. Hulu's and stuff because you don't have commercials. But it is one. It's one of those streaming services. They do have commercials. They're like their own, like built-in commercials, but they're still commercials. Okay. I don't care what they're trying to say. Because <laughs> I was uh, watching at someone's right. house, and I was like, mm-hmm. I thought this was a streaming. Uh, service. I'm not. I'm not sure which one it is. I don't want to call them out. I just know it's not Netflix. Because yeah, I have okay. Netflix, but it's it's like uh, commercials. Okay. Yeah. So it's a few of them that have. You know. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, what the heck? This is a stream. Like, look. <laughs> if I right. pay for it, I don't want no no commercials. And then um, someone said that. Well, that that's saying like when you get cable, you watching channels, you don't want commercials. And I said, but I the difference with some cable companies is you can get a DVR. I know with Xfinity, you can record, you can fast right. forward and rewind live TV. Right, right. So right. if I don't want to watch the commercials, what I do is put my TV on pause, run to the restroom, and by the uh-huh. time I unpause my TV, I can skip through the commercials and be back on my show. There you go. So that way I've avoided commercials and I have relieved myself all at once and I didn't miss anything. Some of these, some of these, um, (laughs) apps, you know, streaming apps, they don't let you put it on pause. I'll be like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I can't put it on pause. I need to go to the bathroom. I need, I need me a cold drink. I need to check the food. You know? Yeah, see, no. That's why I need, I need, I need to be in control. I need, mm-hmm. I need things I can control. 
Mm-hmm. Technology out of my control is not good technology for me. I need to be able to control it. There you go. Now, uh, another movie that came out is uh, John Henry. Okay, what's what's is that what what's that about? All right, John Henry is about a quiet man with a violent past. Has his life changed when an immigrant woman who mm-hmm. is on the run from a gang violence in uh, Los Angeles stumbles into his life? Yes. Really. Now, this has Terry Crews in it, Ludacris. Okay. Oh, I love Ludacris. Yep, Jamila Vasquez. Okay. Ken Frey, Tyler Alvarez, and Joseph okay. Julian Soria. I love Joseph. He's, he's, he's bomb. Name sounds familiar. You know, I'm not, it, okay, what did he play in? He played in, um... He played in a couple of things, but I'm trying to think what what you would know him from. Mm-hmm. Because names sound real familiar. I'm really bad with names. He played in the oath. In the what? The oath. Did you see the oath? That's with uh, Tiffany Haddish and um. Okay, so no, not the oath, but he did play in uh, Super Fast Five. Still not okay. ringing any bells. No. Okay. Okay. Which, okay. which one is he? Which one is he? In, you know what? I don't know if I've seen Super Fast Five. Have you seen Crank? Crank High Voltage. Uh, no, I have not. Okay. He was in Army Wives. I have to look him up. Yeah, but I bet, I bet you I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because he was in Army Wives. Yeah. Uh, he was in Army Wives years ago. Okay. And he I'm was sure in The that. Purge. Okay. Electric year, election year. I've never, I've never seen that. Really, I, I've seen I all the seen purges, it. even though they make me sick. I can't, but mm-hmm. I've seen all. Of them. I've never seen. Yeah. Only because, only because I started watching. I told you, I'm, if I'm a fan of the series or you know the franchise, mm-hmm. I will follow it till okay. it's no more. Girl, and okay. I, I've done that <laughs> with this franchise. Mm-hmm. I understand. And also, you know, we were talking about some uh, good movies on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, Fall from Grace mm-hmm. has been a hot topic movie. And that was a good movie. And you can watch it if you have a Netflix account. I told everybody, go get your friend's account, go over a friend's house, have a movie night, do whatever you gotta do, Netflix and chill. Very good movie. Because this movie is bomb. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I give it a five and a half thumbs up out of five. It was really good. I was so, so, I was shocked at the end. Yeah, uh, the end is gonna get you. And when I tell you... The end is going to get you. It's gonna, cause it's not, it's not your typical, first of all, everybody is like, it's your typical Tyler Perry, uh, movie. Not at all. And it's definitely not. And it has some heavy hitters in here. I remember yeah. when we talked about it, uh, last time when we talked about actually watching it. Felicia yeah. Rashad is in here. Right. And everybody knows that Felicia Rashad is the GOAT. 
Hello. And no matter she what really is. what she in, what she doing. <laughs> Man, when she when she came on power, I was like, oh boy. Yes, Felicia Rashad is the GOAT. Yes. She touches everything. So I agree. Listen. <laughs> so agree. If, you, if if you don't watch it for any other reason, watch mm-hmm. it for that reason. Because Felicia mm-hmm. Rashad is the GOAT. And we got, it's so many other, you know, great people in this movie. And yeah. it's the dynamics of this movie. We're going to talk a little bit more about this movie when we get joined by Kim. Because there are okay. dynamics in this movie. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give out no spoilers because we don't do spoilers yeah. unless we're talking about the book, which we will do later when uh, Kim mm-hmm. joins us. But <laughs> for... Okay. The movies, we're not giving out no spoilers, mm-hmm. but we will talk about certain dynamics mm-hmm. that were in this movie, certain relationship yeah. dynamics. Right. Because I, when I say this thing needed to be broken down and discussed, just like the book we read <laughs> this month, yeah. it was that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I am excited. I'm excited about uh, this movie, and I'm glad he did it on Netflix. Everybody was like, yeah. oh, why didn't you put it in the theaters? This movie was good enough to be in the theaters. Right. Of course it was good enough to be in the theaters, but Tyler Perry uh-huh. is smart. He is on the yeah. road right now. He's doing his Madeira Farewell Tour. Mm-hmm. He know people got to get their money up then go out to see that. So yeah. he, gave you, he gave you a freebie or a cheap ticket. He is brilliant. Yes. And I loved it because I didn't have to go out. I didn't have to get dressed and buy the expensive ticket and only be able to watch it once. I could watch it as many times as I want to. There you go. I don't want to watch it again because I'm going to just be mad all over. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a good movie. I'm not going to watch it again. But I tell you. That Joker was good. And see, I have I have uh, friends right now. My my best friend, she did go to Tyler Perry's play. She okay. said the play was phenomenal. She loved the play. Oh, great! But because okay. of sisters, she wasn't going to watch. Uh, she wasn't going to watch uh, Fall from Grace. Oh, why? Okay. So, <laughs> this was the discussion that we had, right? Uh-huh. She does not like the way Tyler Perry portrays black women in a lot of his film and writing. She says okay. he makes us seem weak and always, mm-hmm. always, you know, following behind a man or breaking down and falling apart over a man. And what I said was, but that is very true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the world, as she said, it's also true that we have strong-headed women. Mm -hmm. We have women that can push through and overcome. And I was like, they Mm -hmm. do overcome in the end. Now, she, she said the oval was too much for her in the beginning. And I agree. The oval was a lot. It was it's over the top, honey. They, it was the first episode. It was so much going on. I was like, whoa. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm going to be yeah. able to keep up with this because it's like if right. you miss an episode, you miss you miss the whole, you miss too much. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with that. But sisters, you know, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New episode mm-hmm. coming out, came out yesterday. So right. it's it's one of those things where I can relate. Right. And it's not, I feel like he's getting a little bit of backlash because of the whole no writing he, he, he really is because I watched a, um, interview with the whole cast for Falling from Grace. Right. On, uh, Sway in the Morning. I watched that interview as well. Uh huh. And he, and so you know he was talking about the backlash that he was getting. Right. You know, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of get, what she's saying, however, um, like one film that um, comes to mind is The Family That Prays. Remember that movie? Yes, I remember that movie. Well, I mean, they showed um, Sanaa Lathan. Yeah, okay, she she fell apart, and of course, the wife, you know, fell apart. But 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 guess what? She put her big girl panties on, and like like the mom said, you look. Ask for you what you want, okay? Exactly. You you really you really. This is the thing right here, and we I've talked about this with several women. Listen, and this is me, and and a lot of women may not agree with it, but listen, if I'm with my my husband for ten, fifteen, twenty years, right? We have built an empire together. I have uh, been accustomed to living a certain lifestyle. Right. And he cats off or cheats or whatever we call it these days. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give this woman my husband because he didn't, you know, that's just me. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because, I mean, look, this flesh is weak. Huh? Okay. And if you talk to some men, some men, not all now, everybody has their own agenda. And this is just my opinion, and, and everybody may not share it. Right. But some men that I talk to, they say when they when they fall off, it's just them falling off. They you know, it's just that. You know, they ain't trying to leave their wives. They ain't trying to leave their family. It's just that. I love the fact that she went to go see the mother-in-law, and the mother-in-law said, "Hey, listen, you, what you gonna do? Okay. Now, so now she fell all apart and whatnot and so forth. What did you expect? And see, most of the time, what do you expect? And then, when that thing goes down, as far as this is what I've seen in the past." Right. The man leaves the wife, gets with the gets with the mistress. Guess what? It's going to repeat itself. What makes you think that? Nine times out of ten, it does. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, hey, if everybody has their own perspective and whatnot and so forth, but I just don't think that I'm going to um, end my marriage. Um, because um, he stepped out once. Now, if he's a chronic cheater, that 
that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. I mean, see, you might get one slip up. That hits, that hits on the nerve of once a cheater, always a cheater. Because it's like, I don't, I don't, and, and, and I don't resonate with that. Because I believe, and I have seen people change, you know, um, and I like to give people second chances. So you mean to tell me if I told a lie, I'm going to lie forever? Uh, We're not going to tap into that because Tank got himself in trouble with that, with that whole notion. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that thing went down, that thing went down the wrong road for Tank. He was, he was uh, caught up in some scandal a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. we ain't gonna you know, go there. People, <laughs> people can change if they want to change. Yeah. Period. I don't care what they have done. If they want to change, they can. Period. It's not. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. Uh-uh. But see, that always people goes to the notion for me is if if you have to change to be with someone, should you do it? Uh huh. If and, you want to, if, and if, I, if you really, if you really love that person. And you're doing something that is hurting that person. Right. And you really, really love them. You're going to change. You're going to make the decision to change. You know, because you know, because, because you know their worth. You know that you, you absolutely have to be in love with them. You have to love them. You have to want to be with them. Okay. You, you just have to. And you, you're going to have to change or you're going to lose that person. And see, I, I feel like she felt like a lot of uh, women felt, right? Especially when they found out that Tyler Perry was writing everything. There were uh-huh. no actual women involved in the writing okay. process. She okay. felt like our voices weren't being heard. But in his mm-hmm. defense, if I want to pay, yes. like Kim says, devil's advocate. Yes. He he did showcase the women that he spoke with, sat down with, and had these got these stories and had conversations with. Right. He did showcase some of them. Okay. I saw that interview. Yeah. And he okay. said, this is his account of the stories that, you know, they were told to him and the stories that he's seen his mom go through and he's seen his sister go exactly. through. Exactly. Up. Exactly. So, I can get I can get how he has a perspective. Exactly. 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 Sometimes I'd be like, All right, Tyler, look, you know, <laughs> this ain't all this ain't all the way real. <laughs> because I wish I would. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to also respect his creative process. I respect it. Because I never I'll never forget now, you guys know I'm a writer as well, and I have a few things on Amazon. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a series called Sins of the Battered Woman series, mm-hmm. and I went through a time where I couldn't get people to understand the concept of the series. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like your favorite episode, but in book form. So mm-hmm. every week okay. or every two weeks, I was releasing what people may call a chapter, but it was more like an episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would release that on Amazon. Okay. And when I saw people weren't grasping the concept, I took a pause. Okay. And so I took to social media and I asked 
my readers. I was like, can you guys please write reviews? Let me know what you're thinking as far as the series is concerned. Right. And I got, I got, I got some good feedback, but there was one comment that stuck out. Mm-hmm. Because it was negative, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say it didn't affect me in a certain kind of okay. way, because because right. it was negative. Mm-hmm. That that one negative comment stuck out like a sore thumb, mm. and it was like it's too short, mm-hmm. and it's unrealistic. Mm. So, for me, for me as a creative. I had to digest that mm. and it was it wasn't an easy pill to swallow and those words played in my head you know for a little while right. and then I had to sit down and have a come to Jesus moment with myself <laughs> come to Jesus and tell and tell tell myself like okay that's one person's opinion Go back and look at those other good comments and those other positive comments and go over the positive comments that you've gotten on this book series and on all your other work thus far. Right? Oh, yeah. Because you're going to get some, you're going to get some negative comments, you know. And see that, that's how I had to look at like my creative process because I was like, okay, maybe I should change this and maybe I should change that. But right. for those people who know me or you've listened to my story or you've uh, read my book synopsis or you've seen a video where me talking about the series, you would right. know that uh, Sins of the Battered Woman series is an adaption of Myself being in a domestic violence relationship, watching my mother go through a domestic violence relationship and watching Mm -hmm. friends and family go through the same type of things. Gotcha. It's an adaption of all of these women. It's not just Linda, who is the main character. Okay. But she embodies, and the women in this book embody all these yeah. women in different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm saying to myself, how can it be unrealistic if yeah. this is coming from a very real place? Right. So like I, like I said, I had to have a come to Jesus moment to tell myself, look, you were you writing from your heart. Just keep writing. Right. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, somebody's reading it. Right, come on now. I'm getting the little dings and the notifications. Mm-hmm. So somebody's reading it. It's working for somebody. And I was in a women's group. I was in a women's group last year. Tava last mm-hmm. year. And I had my book there, you know, just to show people I am an author as well as a caterer. I help, you know, cater some of the food at the event, mm-hmm. et cetera. And one of the women in the group, she took the series and she was reading it. Okay. And she started crying. Mm. And she said, I wish I was like Linda. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it didn't dawn on me 
you know, that because if you if you ever read the series, it's not your common domestic violence relationship. It's not your run of the mill, oh, he just started beating me one day and I just started taking it. Okay. It's very twisty, very turny. So I always advise everybody, don't just read the first episode. Right. And think, okay, I know what this book is about. I don't want to think. You need to read all of the episodes. Right. That's just like when I watched one episode of The Oval. It was a whole lot going on. Now, I'm going to go back. And I'm going to watch the whole season. Right. Because I want to give it a fair shake. Right. And I have to know what happens to these people after this one episode. Right. Absolutely. So you got to give it a fair shake. I think so. All right. Now, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Marche Williams. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, I have. I have dreamed of starting my own podcast for so long. And I felt it would be a great way to showcase my business as a caterer and a writer and promote my business. And one of my favorite people suggested Anchor to me. And I tried Anchor and I loved it. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. If you want your podcast heard on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard, then Anchor is right for you. So if you want to live your dream, create your own podcast with easy and great tools, such as background and description and distributing your podcast on multiple platforms, go to anchor.fm slash start and start living your dream of your podcast today. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back will break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge and what they mean to us with some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Hello. How's everyone? Yes, I'm great. I am good. Great. Now, Marsha, can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I'm a mother of three daughters in Philadelphia, located outside of Philadelphia um, roughly three and a half years ago to um, find clarity emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Okay. I was uh, introduced to a uh, personal enrichment course in a campaign for women, so I started to work on personal development and work on a campaign to share information with women about the harmful side effects that's in today's feds. Okay. Um, also, mindset and business has been my passion. Um, I started entrepreneurship back in 2017. 
August, and I have now started my own Facebook group and coaching business for women, for busy moms to create a sacred journey to manifest their goals and create a vision to live their dreams. Wow. All right. You have said good. a mouthful. <laughs> now, uh, can you elaborate on the coaching that you do? Okay, so um, I have a I have a coaching uh, group where I coach women to help them work on their goals, customize their affirmations with their goals, and then place them onto a vision board. And I hold them accountable for what they say they want to do throughout the duration of us working together. And then I started coaching uh, men and women, but I do cater to mothers because of the struggle I had um, as a young teen mom. Um, I teach attraction marketing for you to be seen and paid and heard, for you to get more sales and leads, and for you to turn your Facebook into a gold mine. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing now. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to go down this uh road now you say you do vision boards yes and this is a tool that you use to help others achieve their goals absolutely and then i also have a 21 day promise challenge where though we tend to break our own hearts and fall out of love with ourselves so the 21 day promise challenge is is based around meditation and journaling and working on the inner child in you to help you manifest the things that you truly want to see um, manifest uh, in the material world. Okay. So it all kinds of complement themselves. Once you walk through the 21-day promise challenge and then you begin to see uh, where you want to go in the next three months, you're able to start writing down goals and putting them on your vision board and their business coming to play of what people truly want to do. So they all complement one another. Right. Now, I am definitely a fan and an advocate of vision boards and journaling and some type of meditation. But when we, when we talk about vision boards, because Lisa and I talked about this at the start of the year, you know, there are ways to uh, set your goals, and people have these vision board parties and stuff, but then the vision boards end up in the corner, thought about, not thought about for, like, the rest of the year, if you don't achieve mm -hmm. your goals, et cetera. So how do you encourage your clients to stick with their vision boards and create vision boards that will keep them motivated until they reach their goals? Well, it's, well, like I said, I go back to the accountability part. When you invest in yourself, that's when you know you're truly serious. A lot of people say that they want to do things and make things happen, but when they don't take action to what they say and invest in themselves while doing it, they kind of lose focus of what they uh, truly want in life and get, you know, um, get get disturbed or get uh, sidetracked about the things that's not clear in life. Right. Now, so we do like an accountability program where we have accountability partners. We work one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. Um, if I have to meet them face-to-face, -face, I'm willing to do that. I, I want to meet and touch more lives physically. I think that's what really uh, make an impact. But it's four different types of um 
uh, four different types of ways that you can reprogram yourself to become more actionable, and that's just staying accountable, meeting people online, and doing Zooms face-to-face, and right. just having a conversation weekly. And uh, them being around others to see that they're doing the things that they want to do also. Okay. I'm very intrigued. I just started a a women's support group. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about was accountability. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when, when you started out, did you see your dreams or your goals ending up where you are today? Absolutely. Two years ago, I joined the campaign, uh, like I said, based around women to share information um, on how women are being exposed to tampons and uh, pads that have toxins inside of them. So my dream was to go around to different colleges and inform the young ladies on campus and do, you know, parties and things like that to get them um Involved. So today, I'm actually a recruiter assistant for the western part of PA with the Census Bureau. So I have recruited 230 people and helped uh, the community get more jobs. And I'm now having workshops and doing tables at colleges. So I actually visit myself doing this, what I'm doing now. It could have been a lot faster, but we all come with our traumas and not understanding that we need to invest in ourselves to reach out to not just the therapists, but to coaches that have been uh, down the same journey because it quickens up our learning uh, our learning opportunity by having a mentor, by having a coach that experienced those things mm-hmm. in life. So everything I talked about I'm doing, I actually had a mastermind last night. Um, and yesterday I had two free out, two, two hour free, uh, masterminds and women got received so many breakthroughs. So I look to share those testimonies on my profile to, you know, um, encourage other women to let them know that they're capable of living the dreams that they truly want, that we don't have to allow society to mold us into what our family members did or do now, and we can be different. I stand out from my family a lot because I ventured off with me and my three children four hours away and doing what I'm doing now, and it's like they can't believe it. I just actually got a book deal with one of the top real estates in the world. Um, they do books and, uh, Brian Tracy will be in my book for 2020 and he's one of the top coaches. Oh, awesome. That is amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's super amazing. Life is amazing. Um, wherever I vision myself to be each morning, I'm pretty much there. Um, I have done shift work when I shift my identity from who I was into who I am today. I do mirror work. So, it's it's a whoever's listening to this podcast is definitely for you to connect with one of the three of us that's um, on this line because we're here to help you become your best self and you know the struggle is real out here at the end of the day. I'm 37 with a 20 year old daughter and I asked myself, you know, eight 16 years ago, what would I be doing when she's four? And mm-hmm. things are really turning up for me. And I know I'm just looking forward to live my forties. Like <laughs> anywhere I dream to be, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to be pretty much. That's so amazing. We're excited. Now, did I hear you say mirror work? 
Yeah, I do mirror work when you go in the mirror and uh-huh. you say your affirmations. And I heard of that. You yes. apologize to yourself about some things you may have done in the past. And yes, you know, I don't want to give away too much. Where's oh no, um, I, 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 I was doing that yesterday. I was doing that yes. yesterday when I was sitting in the in the vehicle. Um, I was waiting. <clears throat> I was waiting for my food, and I said, you know, I decided to do a little mirror work. But, yes, I have heard of it, and it is amazing, and it makes you feel good, and it raises up your your vibration, you know. So, yeah, I am very familiar with it because you look at look into your own eyes, and, you know, you tell yourself what you are, who you are, you know. Yes, I did so, that this morning with my affirmation. So, yeah. Very familiar yes. with the mirror Absolutely. work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. I actually, um, I actually uh, got hired to be a writer for a magazine, and I just did an interview for an art program. Um, and one thing I learned now that I'm starting to get more interviews over podcasts and um, live interviews through, you know, magazines and all that type of stuff. Now I'm ready to be coached by my um, coach in the lane of an author because it's totally different questions on how you answer things. And you just want to, you know, leave this conversation as curious curious as possible, but still mm-hmm. pour into one another and to the people that's listening to us to know that your dream is possible. Um, I listen to a lot of DNA repair uh uh, instrumental music on Facebook and really, I mean, on YouTube, it really repairs your DNA when you're going through those stressful moments like overwhelmness, anxiousness, depression. So it'll be a great opportunity for us not to just, um, have this conversation on this podcast, which is an amazing thing, but to actually have, um, a workshop built around this podcast. I'm all about making products and services while we're talking on the phone and, just masterminding on how I can create this podcast to help someone, you know, change their lives and see what type of opportunity they see out of this conversation and how they can call or reach out to me to, you know, let them know that I'm here to help them. Right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard you say a whole lot in that. <laughs> in that uh, part of the conversation. Now, I wanted to know what was the magazine that you um, interviewed with and are going to be writing for? Okay, so let's leave that for like a part two. I'm not ready to drop that information just yet. Okay. Um, I will personally inbox you all if you want to do the research, but I would like for them to um, actually come to me and let me have that conversation with them and, you know, take it from there. But I definitely will uh, inbox you on Ms. Lisa on what uh, magazine that is. I actually can put you in, I can actually uh, put you in, um, in direction and put you in front of her and introduce you to her. I do have a relationship with her. She is from the area that I'm in and um, it's super amazing. Okay. Awesome. So, now, yeah, do you yeah, I'm sorry, Lisa, go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It, it, it sounds like, you know, your journey is just so amazing. And um, congratulations to you, you know. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. 
I'm excited. I, I love, I love to see sisters win. You know, right? That's what that's what it's all about. I love to see sisters win. I love to see, um, you know, us doing what we desire to do. You know, right. yeah, yeah. If I, I can, it. if I can give three tips on how to have a better day during this winter season, is yeah. just to definitely plant seeds now, and you know. Don't look for nothing from it, you know, because yeah. the winter or the the winter only fertilizes seeds, but so much. But as they're simmering in the spring, you'll definitely have something to fall on, so you don't fall too hard in the winter. You get that? Right, right, right. That's right. You know, so um. I've definitely been planting these seeds. Miss Lisa herself know that she met me back in fall 2017 from another woman's group. And I know yeah. she has seen how much I have grown. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I and, this, and I'm yeah. super excited and grateful that we finally got the chance to do this podcast. Because it was almost two months ago when you invited me to do the podcast. And we both had a lot going on with the right. holiday season. It was the peak of my career. Right, how things are going now for me because every day has been an amazing day. Um, since around about uh the the, the summertime of last year, but it's just it just get better and better uh every day. You know, right, right. I don't have to doubt myself about things happening. I know it's going to happen. You know, yeah. That's a that's a good that's definitely a good way of thinking. You know, and uh, you know we are exactly where we are supposed to be right now. Exactly. And, uh, and we and we really shouldn't uh sometimes we really shouldn't question it. I know that sometimes we want things to speed up and we want to be right, you know, at another destination or another location, but things always just seem to just come together like they're supposed to. You know. Right. Um because I was telling Zykea you know, we had this conversation before. Um I told her that I always wanted to do uh, a radio show, a blog talk radio show. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend of mine, a classmate of mine, she was supposed to help me, you know, <clears throat> set it up because at that time, and I'm still not uh, uh, very, very computer savvy. I know how to do a lot of things on a computer, but some stuff I did, I'll be like, oh man, you know what I mean? So right. I needed her assistance because she already had a show. So mm-hmm. then I met Zykea in another another uh sister's group, coaching group mm-hmm. and um you know she posted the opportunity um you know about being interviewed and then she just posted the opportunity about hey look would you like to be a, a co-host on the podcast and here we are you know and right. now i have my own solo show every thursday right. uh, throwback uh, throwback thursdays with lisa shine and i am so excited yeah i i even hear um how uh, and I like to say gooder and gooder is not a word, but I'm just gonna say it. Right. Uh, how, how I'm getting, how I'm getting gooder and gooder and more excited. And I'm just yes. excited about, um, my interview for tomorrow is gonna be awesome because I'm having a, a, a special guest. So okay. I get it. It's exciting when you're making progress. And, right. uh, a little progress is progress. You know, a right. little movement, that's progress. So we have to be, um, 
I know I am personally just happy and grateful, you know, for the for the blessings in my life. So again, congratulations to you. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it. Now, Marcia, do you cook at all? Yes, I do cook. Um, it can be very challenging because time is a challenge for me, but every day is getting better, like I said. So a lot of times what I'm doing is cooking on Tuesday, but that can be dinner for Wednesday, and then they can have a different fruit or vegetable or snack around that to make it different. But until I'm able to hire someone and get things going the way I really, really want it to be, which it is how I, I'm grateful for how it is now because I do have help. But um, it's just, it's, 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 it's all good. I love to cook, though. Like, I make um, blood orange salmon. I do it all big. <laughs> all right. That, is that your favorite meal to cook, or do you have another? No, I don't, have, I don't have many favorites of anything. That's one thing that's unique about me that I can say the most about myself when people say they love to talk about themselves. When it comes to me having a, fav- a favorite thing, the, my only favorite thing in the whole wide world is cake. Okay. You know, pound cake. But um, I love my children, so they're like my favorite people, but I love it. I don't have like favorite colors or favorite places to eat out. I just go with the flow. Because I like different things. All right. I hear that. Okay. Now, Marche, can you tell the people where they can get in contact with you, with your social media handles, all of that fun stuff? Okay. So they can find me on Facebook, Marche Walker. Um, and then they also, I also have a group called Marche Walker. Uh, Rebirth the Glow. Excuse me. Rebirth the Glow with Marche Walker. So either way, you can find me on Facebook and inbox me and say, hey, um, I was listening to Zakia and Miss Lisa's podcast, and I want to get to learn more about what you do, or um, the group sounds like something I might be interested in, and things like that. Awesome. All right. Now, um, when we come back, we're going to have some story time. Are you a diva who does not have time to stop at your favorite boutique or go shopping at the mall and you need everything that's accessible to your doorstep? Be sure to stop by Living Diva Style on Facebook and grab all the essentials that a diva on the go will need. Welcome back, guys. I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to that interview. Be sure to follow Marche on her social media and support whatever she's doing. Now, uh, we talked at the top of the show about our Wealth Wednesday. And we're going to be giving out our Wealth Wednesday tip right now. And... Some ways to increase your wealth is to make your hobby work for you. Mm-hmm. Now, Lisa is phenomenal at this. Lisa is the definition of a hustler. When I say oh. every time I turn around, 
Lisa had some kind of hustle, new hustle, new grind, new hobby that she turned into income. So can you speak to a few ways that you have turned your hobby into income and made it work for you? Wow. Well, you know, like my last, my last, um, is it my last one? My last adventure, business opportunity adventure that I was, that I, uh, tapped into, it actually, I came into it and I started making money by default. Okay. Um, so what happened was, you know, I was experiencing, um, some, some back pain. I would have back spasms, Um. you know. And so, um, this, this, this gentleman that I was in another business with, um, you know, we kept in contact and everything and he called me up and, you know, uh, he was telling me about, uh, CBD and I was like, what, you know, and, and how it, you know, relieves the body of in- inflammation and pain and things like that. Right. And hey, I was interested, right? He said, hold on, let me put you on the phone with the CEO. I'm like, what? <laughs> Got on the phone with the CEO and I, you know, and they were talking. I said, listen, you don't have to say no more. Okay. I need this oil, what you're talking about, because I was not familiar with CBD oil. I, I just wasn't, you know. So, um, I was like, how can I get it? All right. So, um, they plugged me in. And so I, I got it and I was like, man, I, I, used it and I had a fantastic experience and see when I get some information I like to share it with everybody I want everybody to win (laughs) I want everybody to be helped I want everybody to be healed I want everybody to be happy you know what I mean so I'm sharing it because I had no intentions on selling the product I came in as a customer but when you sign up and you place an order, you you get cash back from your own order. That's just the way that they set it up, right? Right. So I'm telling, you know, people about it that, that I just normally talk to on, on, on the phone. And we're, I'm just talking about it organically. I'm not even being, I'm not, I'm, ne- I'm never salesy because I don't like to be, don't try to sell me something. Right. I, I, for some reason, for some reason, I don't like that. Now, I sell products, but I'm not no salesy person. You know how people be the pushy salesman? I don't like that. I despise that. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of that. I don't like, I, I just, I'm not feeling that. So I never, I never come off that way. So we're having a conversation. They were like, what? They had the same, same reactions as I did. What? Well, you know what? I need that. Well, what's the information? I tell you. <laughs> the gentleman that that uh he gave me his link to sign up and stuff, you know, he you have access to seeing what your 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 the people that you signed up that joined you in the venture, what kind of sales they have. I said, girl, you need to look in your back office. All that money you got back there, I'm like, oh, what what money? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? 
Now, mind you, they want you to be well-versed and certified to sell CBD because they don't want you to say the wrong thing because you cannot claim any cures. Right. And they want you to be well-versed and things like that about the product. So there's a certification involved, which was um, $149. Okay. Well, I tell you, I had enough money in my back office to pay for my certification and go to the mall. Oh, right. Look. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like I said, I made money by default. You know, and so I said, man, I did that. I can really just run this thing, you know. But my thing is, there's so many opportunities out there for people to tap into to make money. But I I, I do believe that the issue is that people, some people, not all, you got to put that out there because some yes. people have a, ah, you know, they, some <laughs> people do not, you know what I'm saying? They do not believe in their self abilities. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Listen, this motivational speaker, and I want to, I want to get him, uh, interview him too. His name is Mr. Motivator. Okay. He, 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 he mentioned this. He said, guess what? All these people talking about they they can't sell anything. But visualize this. I'm going to DSW. You guys you guys have DSW out there? Yes. Okay. I go to DSW, I buy these fly boots. Okay? I'm walking I'm 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 on my way to my investor. You know, I'm looking good. You're getting compliments. Ooh, girl, them boots is nice. Where you get them from? Mm-hmm. You tell them, boom, you have sold some boots because guess what? That individual on Friday, payday, they're going to DSW to purchase those boots. Right. Now, you didn't made a sale and you didn't get compensated for it. So people cannot tell me that they can, I can't sell nothing. I'm not a salesperson. You sell us something every day. How many compliments do you get when you, when you get dressed up and go out? Right. Girl, I love that dress. Oh, girl, where did you get your hair done? It's fly. Oh, girl, come on now. How many compliments do you get a day? And you telling them, girl, I got my nails done there. Girl, I bought this dress at such and such and such. Girl, I bought these shoes at such. You have made a sale, but you didn't get compensated for it. Right. Because I promise you, they're going to go get those boots. They're going to get their hair done. They're going to get their, you know, people might be looking, oh, girl, I can't stand my my nail technician. They didn't change management and the, 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 it just didn't went down. I need, You know, right. look, you didn't sold a product, but you didn't get compensated for it. Yes. And, you know, you know? another person who um, talks great about not being a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. But being a motivational salesperson is mm-hmm. kind of what you just described is Dave the business yeah. bully. Yeah. And I love Dave because he's no straight no chasers. And his right. book Pitch Upsell Repeat. It's an amazing book. Ooh. Amazing okay. book. Changed my life. Because I used yeah. to be one of those people where I was like, I can't 
sell this, especially if I'm not passionate about, like, if I don't care about, like, it, but not knowing I was already selling. Well, I have to be passionate about a product. Yeah, no, but no, that. that's what I'm saying. Just how you fell into, you know, CBD. Yeah. Right. You had a need. You wanted to mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. And you fell into the company that provided yeah. you with this product. Right. That's where it starts. Yeah, I think so. That's where it starts. Yeah. And then you go from there. Like you said, you're not a salesy type of person. You don't want right. to be trying to sell and be pushy. Right. No, never that. And that's just a different sales approach. I used right. to work for a call center where I sold uh, cable and internet. Okay. And I was MVP. Hmm. Okay. I want to say at least five times since working there. Awesome. Awesome. And I, because when I first went in, I went in like everybody else. I was like, I need a paycheck. I need some money. Right. I need, I need more money than I'm making here. Exactly. Because I had what, a volunteer's position. So I can get my uh, resume boosted up so I can get some office and call center experience. And I was making a couple of dollars in that position. I was like, now I need something that I could put these tools to use. Something that can give me some real good, you know, training. And selling cable, when I tell you they persistent, boy, I get all of of the people (laughs) that's persistent. They'll call me. And ask me, and I find it funny because I know all of the, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah, to uh, exactly sell me exactly. down. And they're trying to break it down. They're trying to get me to choose a package, make a commitment. And I right. say, okay, I'm not going to do that because that's not my approach. Right. I don't feel comfortable with right. harassing people exactly. or costuring people to get a sale. So exactly, my approach. And I, I use this approach everywhere is to have a conversation and see uh-huh. exactly what these people need and what you can actually use. Exactly. Now I've talked to people and they used to tell me, Oh, you need to wrap up your calls. I was like, but I got to sell. And it's right. like, Oh, you talking about power and you talking about this show and you talking about that show because Certain channels are not in every cable package. And I know if they want to watch Power or if they want to watch Shameless, they got to have certain channels. Exactly. Exactly. So I have to have a conversation. This is true. And get to know somebody. Like, there are certain things that, you know, that are my hobbies and that I do in my everyday life that I won't offer to any and everybody because I know it's not for you. Right. But to turn your hobby into income is very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Take what you do for free or in your fun free time and start selling. Now, we're not telling you to go out and be a car, car salesman. One of those right. easy car dealership salesmen. We're telling you to sell yourself, sell what you know. 
Right. You know people who can use your uh, scarves and hats that you knitted. You know people who love fashion. Right, right, right. You know people who eat like this. These are simple things that you know. Because I can count on the back of my hand how many people I know ask me if I'm selling dinners, if I'm selling plates, do I got a deal going? Or if mm-hmm. I'm, and I was doing it for free. I would invite people over my house and we would eat and converse and things like that. And I said, well, why not get paid to do this? Exactly. I can throw a great event. Why not get paid to do it? Okay. Right. And that's that's how my catering business came to be. My passion for cooking and being in the kitchen and the need for income increase. That's is is that's exactly. Amazing. That's a that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and that's see, a beautiful thing. What I get is a lot of people saying that they don't have anything to sell. Like their hobbies are not really sales worth. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And that my thing is, okay, if your hobby is skateboarding, mm-hmm. you know some kids out here that want to learn how to skateboard, charging five dollars a kid. Give out some skateboarding lessons. Boom. Right. There go income right there from your hobby. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, guys. If you have a hobby and you want to know how to turn your hobby into income, simply start selling. Start talking to people. Start asking people, hey, would you buy this? If Would you buy my, my marmalade? Would you buy my my old dresses and refurbished stuff? Like, it's, it's a, right. there are literally markets. There are literally apps all over the internet. For you to set up and turn your closet into a business. Yes, it is. And, but you, and, and, and we have to come out of that uh, microwave mentality. Because right? we want things to happen <laughs> overnight. And that, that and it definitely doesn't work like that. Look, it's not going to happen overnight. Because going back to turning your your hobby into, you know, monetizing your hobby basis. Right. I had, and I wish I had to continue, but see, I was, I, I had the wrong mindset. Right. I had, um, somebody, uh, it was somebody's birthday or something like that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just buy a bunch of stuff and I'm going to make a basket. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me for sniffling. Um, yeah, you fine. <laughs> and so I had um, bought a, you know, I went to a store and bought everything for this basket and bought the little stuff. And it came out so beautiful. They loved it. Right. A light bulb came on. And, and I enjoyed doing it. Do you know, I started making gift baskets and I had just started, uh, I had just started working this job after having having my uh my youngest daughter. She's twenty now. Right. And 
um, somebody wanted, uh, hey, girl, can you make me one of the baskets? I said, yeah, bet, pick it up from my job, right? I brought it to the job, and I had it sitting on my desk, and people were, my coworkers were loving it and whatnot. And so, so this, these are so beautiful and whatnot. I'm telling you, I started making them baskets. I had my coworkers buying them. I had uh, uh, FedEx, a FedEx man came in and said, this is beautiful. You sell these? I don't know why he said that. I'm at work, right? <laughs> yeah. How much is it? I told him $50. He gave me $50 and walked off with the basket. See? It was crazy. But I had the wrong, I had stinking thinking. Right. This is what I, this is, and I, man, I'm telling you, I sold so many gift baskets. I would go out on holidays. I went to this one, I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I went there because um, a friend of a friend worked there. Okay. So, you know, the manager was cool and stuff. Went through there. Do you know she bought six baskets at $65 a piece? See? And that six baskets at $65 a piece. And then when Christmas came, oh my gosh, it was crazy. And I was making baskets. I was tired. I was like, listen, don't come in here with another order. See? Okay. And my stinking thinking was, oh, if I blow up, I don't know what I'm going to do. See? And that's what and so I us You need to see that's and what so I that's crazy. Why? Do, I don't know why. I, I, I stopped it. I stopped doing it. I said, I, if I blow up, I can't. I, it's only me. Huh? I'm going to make 100 baskets. I had the wrong thinking. But now, look, just give me some space. When I move into my mini mansion, I don't know if I want to do it or not because it's, it's work. And it was therapeutic for me. Right. It was therapeutic. I loved it. I love to create. I love to make all kinds of different baskets. I even had a, I had a real estate agent that, um, because I used to sell at flea markets and go to different events, and I would have a, a, my table set up, my booth set up. And I met this real estate agent, and she was like, oh, I love your setup. I love your gift baskets and whatnot. She said, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to gift my first-time home buyers." With a gift basket. I said, bet. See? Got her information. She would come down to my job and get a basket. Every week she was getting a basket. That girl was selling some houses. That girl was the bomb. She was selling some houses, okay? Listen. She was making her paper, okay? And and, and so that's a better description on how my hobby, how I monetize my hobby. You know, it can be done. It can be done every day, all day. But you definitely have to have the right mindset. Yes, you have because to that, be ready. I could have went further. I could have went further. I could have had a website up right now. I could have been, you know, hey, look, we gonna get these baskets out. You know what I'm saying? The right. way I think now. You know, hey, look, this is a, this is just another uh, a stream of income. Yeah, gift baskets. You know, even though it's seasonal, you might get now the holidays and, and the holidays popping. Yep, I was making money. You know, and you get little little orders here and there for birthdays and you know things like that. But the holidays were the ones, especially Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, trust me, I know. I have my Valentine's Day gift baskets for sale right now. It's yeah. a dinner for two. Everything you need oh, for lovely. dinner for two. 35 bucks. Okay. That's nice. Yes, you get your choice of steak, in, steak 
chicken fish. Oh. You get your choice okay. of a vegetable and a side, and you get a mug a mug cake to share. That's it's lovely. Yes, thirty five bucks. And I tell you, and I tell you that came about kind of like yours did because I was selling yeah. dinners at my job, which we weren't supposed to be doing, but I took pre orders. <laughs> which I took. Yeah, no, no, because they were like. Um, Everybody kept telling me to go ask uh, the manager right. of my section. Uh, you just ask her if you could sell dinners up here. You know, she's the one that gets the food truck. She'll she'll let you do it. She'll let you do it. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to risk my job <laughs> to sell some dinners. I just do it this way. Look, if you want to order from me, Put in you could put in your order and then I'll bring the food up here around lunchtime. That's how I did it. So technically, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything illegal because I just brought everybody lunch. So <laughs> because there's no there's no soliciting on the on the site where we were at. They got the signs up everywhere. But anyway, that's a whole nother more than one way to skin a cat. Yes, and I, I worked around it because I got, I just got uh, orders. I got people's contact information and stuff while we were working, while we were waiting on calls to come in. Technically, I didn't sell anything on site because mm-hmm. nobody gave me cash in hand. I had everybody mm-hmm. pay me electronically. Uh-huh. Okay. So I did not, I did not receive receive right. any cash in hand for dinners. I did not, mm-hmm. nothing exchange mm-hmm. hands. So technically I didn't sell anything on the site. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I had the, um, I had my uh, spaghetti dishes. Okay. In a, in a basket. And one guy, like the last guy that ordered, he was like, oh, I can take this whole basket. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you got the you got the little forks and knives and uh, napkins and stuff in here, and the little, and the frequent uh customer card in here. I thought I could take the whole basket, <laughs> and I was like, you could take your dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. He was like, you should give out these baskets, and I was like, right. there you go, light bulb. I start doing baskets because I still I kind of do. Kind of do that already with the dinners. Well, it just depends. It just depends. I mean, mm. I mean, be honest. Like uh, holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, uh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and Black History Month, I do gift baskets. Mm-hmm. I do gift baskets for all of those those holidays. Okay. So if you ever want a gift basket. Okay. Awesome. Those are those are the main times I do gift baskets, unless I do like mm-hmm. a a special gift basket. I did um a gift basket for a women's month last month. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, so it it, it will be it would normally be some food, of course, because that's what I do, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it'll be um either a book that I've written. Okay. Or one of uh, the merchandises from either the podcast, either my business. It, it just depends on what's what's running that month and what's going on that month. And I always add something special or something extra 
in it, whether it be a poem for Valentine's Day or something like that. And I did that last year with the Valentine's Day gift baskets. And a whole lot of people were like, oh, I love that. I love that. I didn't even ask for a poem. And I love it because my, my wife, she fell in love. She thought I wrote it. And I was like, okay, that's plagiarism. Don't be trying to steal my work. But uh, they were like, it was, it was so nice, though. It was nice. So gift baskets are great idea for anybody who has a hobby that's looking to get into you know earning extra income whether yes because you can make a gift basket out of almost anything (laughs) almost anything and i see people all day all day in the facebook market they always selling gift baskets one lady got um her cleaning products or household products, uh, gift baskets. She got her cleaning supplies, supplies, pine saws and stuff. $10, $15 for, uh, gift baskets. And I said, look, you can make a gift basket out of anything in this world. Why yes, are people telling me they can't make money? And yes, I, I know, I know it's, I know it's expensive. But you gotta start off, start off where you can. Nobody said you gotta go get a twenty dollar basket and fill it with thirty dollars worth of stuff. No, you start where you are at. You gotta build up to boss up. That's all. Everybody starts at ground zero. Look. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, and a lot of people. Unfortunately, a lot of people, they they so quick to quit. If they're not making money in 24 hours, they done. And that, that's, that's another disheartening thing because I've never, I've never quit. And I've had, I have had plenty of people in my life tell me I should quit. And there's people who should have had, yeah, tell me I should, I should stop. Uh, doing my catering business is not working out and I should stop writing because it's not working out and I should stop doing the podcast because it's not working out and And I was like and and that that's my thing like they're supposed to be the main people in my corner like one of them was a guy I was dating that's the kind of people those are those negative Nancy's those naysayers I love those though I love them. But listen, mm-hmm. they're the kind of people that they really want to do that too, but they but don't they believe not, in themselves. That, and that's right. And that's why when okay, so when I was told I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing my catering business, right? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. told this because my first year, my first year when I actually went official and I got my paperwork and I was legit and I was out in these streets promoting. Mm-hmm. It was it was the bomb. Like, that first year was amazing. And I was like, shoot, well, if it's like this all the time, I'll be good. Right, right. Then that next year, you know, I hit a dip. And I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared, but I'm getting prepared. Like, well, I probably wasn't mentally ready. Because I had a plan. Mm -hmm. My plan didn't go like I thought it would go. But 
it's time to readjust, reassess, and try some new stuff. Absolutely. And when things started to look a little dim, I was told I should stop. Mm. And I said to myself, um, this is not, this is not like a hobby anymore. Like I'm not just selling dinners anymore. Like right. this is my business. This is my dream. This is where I want my life to take me. Like how could you call yourself mm-hmm. my friend or my man or anything in my life if you're telling me I need to quit? What? Right. So, so that right there, it was disheartening. And most of those people are not in my life anymore. But I've always been born with that drive to never quit on myself. Never there give up right on here. myself. Now, I may leave a job. I may leave, you know, somebody else's business. Right. But I'm not going to walk away from my own. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. got to readjust and find my road to a clear path. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, never give up on your dreams. Never, ever, 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 ever. Keep on pressing each and every day. Learn a new skill, you know. And who knows? Do it bigger and better. You know, oh, gooder and gooder, like Lisa says. Gooder and gooder. Look, everybody has their own. Some people, some people, they want to work a job. Yeah. Some people, they, 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 they want to. If they know they're gonna, if they know they're going to work every day, they're secure with that. Everybody, everybody's not built for business. You know, for them folks that have careers and stuff like that, they they enjoy. Some doctors, some surgeons, they love their careers. That's all good. But hey, look, they're on somebody else's. Uh, Pay yes, somebody else's time. Somebody yeah. else's okay, you got to do this surgery such and such and such time, and they be ma- maybe making buku money, but you don't have that freedom. Nope. I desire the freedom, right? And that's what I'm pressing for. I am worthy to call my own shots. Yes, I believe in myself. You know, and um. I'm not going to let nobody in this world knock me off my square. Exactly. Because of of the way that they think about themselves. Because that's, that's something that they think about themselves. They, they don't believe that they can do it. They don't believe that they can sell. They don't believe that they can make a thousand dollars a week of, um, uh, passive income. Right. You know, they don't believe those things about themselves. They believe in that nine to five, and that's okay. But I have a different perspective. Exactly. Listen, and that is, that is, it is okay. Nobody's telling you to go out and quit your job and start selling gift baskets. Oh, no. That is not no. what this segment is about. Let's be clear. Let's this be clear. is about earning more income. And this tip is to turn your hobby into income. And it's very simple. You got, if you sew, 
if you like to wash clothes, whatever, like your hobby can be income. Simple stuff that we take for granted can be income. This is true. And you can do, you can do it. I have a lady who asked me, she doesn't have a washing machine at her place, but she knows I have a washing machine. Right. And as opposed to her traveling on the bus with her laundry and et cetera, going all the way down, blah, blah, blah. She asked me if she could do a load. Right. Because I'm a few doors down from her. And she'll give me some money. Okay. I said, boom, there we go. Another, I need to do a load of laundry. You know, you got your soap. I got a machine. Come on in. There you go, and that's a whole—that's a whole nother uh, source of income that I wasn't even thinking about. Because I, I hate to see—I hate to see women working two and three jobs. Right. I hate to see that we're not built for that. Men are built for that. Men can work two jobs because they're built—they're built like that. They're designed like that. You know, women, no, we ain't, we ain't designed like that. I can't stand a woman to have a, a second job. When there's so many opportunities out there, you can bake some doggone cookies, some brownies. And that, that's my thing. Like, okay, my mom, who I told y'all, I, in my mind, she's the greatest cook in the world. Uh-huh. She could have had her own catering business. But my mom is one of those people. She's like, no, I got all these kids. We need income. We need steady income. And I need to make sure I can pay these bills. I watched my mom have two or three jobs dealing with supervisors that were not, not pleasant. Right. Not fair. And she ends up on the messed up end of the stick. So I've always put it in the back of my mind growing up. Like I never want to be that. I never want to, I never want to be a slave to somebody else's business and not know when I wake up in the morning, if I have a job or not. Exactly. That's always been like, that's always been my ultimate goal. And so for me, I know for me personally, Having something that I can call my own, whether it be a catering business, whether it be my writing, whether it be the podcast, I needed that avenue right. for myself, for the type of person that I am. Right. But for my mom, having a good paying job works for her. Right. And it works for a lot of people. It have, have a good, good, good salary. You know, but if you want to live a certain lifestyle, the job is not going to get you there. I don't care which I don't care what you what you thinking about, where, who you are, and where you come from. Your job is not going to make you wealthy. It owns the company wealthy and living comfortably. Okay, and that is you know, at the end of the day, you can't pass your job onto your child. No, you cannot. You know, you so why not create your own business? And it's like I said, there's so many opportunities out there that you can, you know, you don't have to 
even leave your house. That is, you know, you can be right on that computer. And my thing is, okay, do you do your nine to five, but have you a backup? Yep. Build up to boss up. Build up to boss up. You got to build your, build your stuff while you trying to help somebody else with theirs. Exactly. Build, build exactly. your empire as well. Because exactly. what, when we leave here, the only thing left is our legacy and what we leave behind. And hopefully it won't be debt. That, cause that's debt. like the main thing. <laughs> exactly. And you can't pass on your job. No, you, you definitely know, can't. I mean, some people got to look at, I mean, you, you get ready to leave your job and say, hey, look, I got somebody to replace me, interview or whatnot. So and that, that hardly but, ever I mean, happens. Oof. And, sure. and, you know, come on. Cause like, like, like where I, where I work at, we had an engineer just retire and they're not hiring any more engineers. So the engineers in that department, they were told that, okay, if you have to do overtime, just go ahead and do it to get the work done. What if I don't want to work overtime? Hmm. You know what I mean? I may not want to work overtime. You know, they're not even going to hire somebody else. And then my thing is, there's so many people out there that's complaining about the job. They're complaining about them not making enough money. They're complaining about their bi- they barely can pay their bills. Right. But they don't want to make a decision to change their circumstances. Right. And there's so much opportunity out there. You know. Definitely. Now, we're going to leave it at that, but make sure you guys are looking at your hobbies as potential income. Yes, indeed. And later on, we're going to be joined uh, by our other co-host and family member, uh, Kimberly Biggs. But up next, we're going to have a little story time. We here at Cooking with Positivity are huge on causes that help build up the community and the people in it. We have partnered with Lashbinder, a brand created by celebrity makeup artist Cassandra McGlure, who has created the world's quickest, easiest, and safest tool to apply strip lashes so easily a five-year-old can do it. With every tool sold, a patient who has lost their lashes due to chemotherapy will receive a free lash binder with the buy one, give one campaign. So stop by lashbinder.com and use the code cooking with positivity to receive $5 off and give the gift of beauty to a brave survivor today. Ladies, we never need a reason to fabify ourselves, but we do need the tools to do the job. A few extras here and there never hurt anyone. With lush mink lashes like angel wings and bundles and wigs worthy enough to grace every crown, blessed her hair has just the tools you need to get the job done. Stop by blessedherhair.com and grab the tools to finish fabifying your look today.
It's time to take this journey. It's story time, CWP family. Welcome back, guys. I'm going to go ahead and dive back into our story for the month. Zeke found himself waiting for his friends who had run to the basketball court to see yet another fight. Zeke never got entertained by the stupid fights that went on. Most of the time, it was because someone stepped on the other person's shoes or a girl thought her boyfriend was flirting with another girl. Zeke couldn't wait to graduate. He had everything planned out. He would graduate, take the money he made from working at Benny's Hot Link shop and move to New York. His dream was to become a famous poet. He had tons of notebooks filled with tons of poems. His English teacher always signed him up for poetry contests, which he won. Miss Jameson said, He had a gift, and if you put that gift to good use, he would definitely go far. The contest had definitely helped put some increase in his income. It also helped pay some bills to help his mother out. Ever since his father was killed, they had struggled. He took on odd jobs helping older neighbors with housework and store runs. That earned him a couple of dollars to buy a few a few items here and there. But working and winning contests had provided him with the means to lift some of the burden off of his mother. Zeke stood on the corner thinking. An idea came to him like a light, like a light bulb. And he reached in his pocket to pull out his notepad. But before he can get it, something came crashing into him. Zeke braced himself the best he could before he came crashing down. He realized it was a young lady as soon as his back hit the ground. He gripped her hips to steady her and taking all of the impact. He wanted to check if she was okay, but before he knew it, she was gone. Once he picked himself up off the ground, his friends were coming down the street. Yo, Zeke, man, you should have seen that fight, man, Drew said, gesturing his hands emulating the fist fight. Paulie seemed really quiet, even for him. What's up, Paulie? You okay? Zeke asked. Paulie slightly raised his head to look at Zeke. That was my cousin who got his ass kicked. Drew paused for a second. Why you ain't jump in, man? If that was my cousin, I would have helped. My mom would kick my ass if she found out I let my blood get whipped and all I did was watch. Zeke shook his head. Paulie, I applaud you for not getting involved. Frivolous squabbles in the yard are pointless. Drew burst into laughter. Frivolous squabbles? Listen to the philosophy, Mr. Philosophy here. Man, you need to act like you go to our school and not one of those preppy schools. 
if you're not careful, Paulie is going to be saying, that's my friend on the ground getting stomped out. That would never happen to Zeke. For one, everyone loves him. For two, with all those muscles, nobody would be stupid enough to even step to him, Paulie said in Zeke's defense. Zeke just shook his head and zoned his friends out. He couldn't get his cash. He couldn't get his crash partner out of his mind. Before he knew it, he was walking alone. He walked into Denny's to pick up his check. Inside, he found himself greeted by Simone, the new cashier. Hey, Zeke, what you doing here? I thought you was off today. Simone said while popping her gum the entire time. Zeke wasn't one to judge, but Simone made it hard sometimes. She used to attend Harmony before she became pregnant in grade nine. Since then, she had two more children by two more boys. She had the nerve to be upset when Zeke didn't accept her advances. He had plans and they did not include becoming Simone's baby daddy number four. I just came to pick up my check. Is Benny in the office? Yeah, he back there. Zeke tapped on his boss's door. Come in, Benny said. As Zeke walked into the office. Hey, Mr. Benny. I just came to pick up my check. Sure, sure. I'm actually happy you came by. I need you to work on Saturday. Zeke took an exasperated breath. Mr. Benny, we already talked about this. I put in for that day off and you approved it. Mr. Benny looked at Zeke confused. I don't remember that, Zeke. I need you. Carlos then called off. Something about muerte and familia. I don't know. They say Mexicans work hard. Harder than anybody. How the hell did I end up stuck with the laziest one? Mr. Benny chuckled at his own racist, racist antics. Zeke didn't even respond. He just pulled the approval times off slip out of his pocket for Mr. Benny to see. He pulled his eyeglasses down over his eyes and looked over the paper as if it were the first time he had seen it. Zeke, you can't just leave me high and dry like this, Mr. Benny said, almost pleading. Normally, Zeke would pick up the shift, not just to help Benny out, but to add to his check. But this Saturday, he had plans that he could not cancel. Miss Jameson had managed to get the means to get to New York for Harlem Fest. She only put her neck on the line like that for a few select students. She had told him that day that she had found two more students who were interested. The trip was a go and he definitely would be there. I can't do it. Can I please have my check? I have to go. Mr. Benley begrudgingly handed over Zeke's check. I'll see you Monday afternoon, Mr. Benny. With that, Zeke headed out to the store to cash his check. 
Heading into the corner store, Zeke finally smiled. He would have his check cashed and preparing for the weekend in no time. Hey, Zeke, Mr. John greeted him when he got to the counter. Hey, Mr. John, how's Gabby? Zeke asked about Mr. John's daughter, who had gone off to Penn State University only a few months ago. She is doing great. Ah, and she gave me this to give to you. Mr. John shuffled behind the counter a bit before pulling out a stack of books with a sticky note posted on the front. These are must-reads. Keep your creative juices flowing. I can't wait to be reading one of your books for a thesis from Gabby. Thanks, Mr. John. I'll have a letter for her on Sunday. Can you put $60 on our light bill and 50 on the water, please? Mr. John smiled. Of course, you're such a good boy. Zeke wasn't a good boy. He just knew he had to step up. After losing their house shortly after his father died, Zeke realized it was just him and his mother. And he had to help out as much as he could. Moving into the apartment building just fueled his hustle. While other kids hounded their parents for new clothes, Zeke grinded and saved as much as he could to at least make sure he could provide his own clothes and food at least four nights a week. Zeke's mother, Katrina, worked hard, but barely making $7 an hour, the checks weren't huge, but they managed. Okay, Zeke, you're all set. Thanks, Mr. John. You have my package for me? Mr. John grabbed the brown paper bag from his right and handed it to Zeke. See you Sunday, Mr. John, Zeke said, floating down the street to his building. Zeke stopped by the mailbox to retrieve the mail. Walking into his apartment, to his surprise, his mother was sleeping on their old recliner. She would normally be at work around this time. Grabbing a blanket, he attempted to cover her without waking her up to no avail. Hey, baby, how was school? She looked tired. Zeke was really sorry he had woken her up. It was fine, Ma. What are you doing home? She looked at him with a disappointed look on her face. Oh, you're not happy to see me? You don't want me home? Zeke shook his head and quickly tried to explain. I, of course I want you here, he stammered. I just, I'm just surprised. That's all. Well, Mr. Mackey sent me home after one of the machine parts fell on my foot. Zeke now looked alarmed. He had just noticed a pillow under her right bandaged foot, propping it up. Ma, what happened? Does it hurt? How long are you out? Zeke had so many questions and concerns. I went to the hospital. They told me I'll be fine. I just have to keep off my foot until Thursday. Zeke was happy to hear his mother was okay, but then it dawned on him. He would have to stay home this weekend. His eyes became wide with this realization. His mother saw the look on his face. 
don't worry. I'm going to get paid up until Tuesday. So the bills will be taken care of. Zeke didn't have the heart to tell her that was not the reason for his look. He didn't want to sound like a spoiled brat for crying about not being able to go on a field trip. He guessed he would have to call Mr. Benny later and let him know he could work the morning shift tomorrow. There was no way Zeke could leave his mother to go out of town now. Ma, would you like some tea or anything? She shook her head. No, baby. Just hand me the mail. Zeke handed her the mail and grabbed one of the books Gabby sent him and his package and headed up to the roof. I'll be back, Ma, Zeke called over his shoulder. Wait, Zeke, you got a letter from Lincoln Capital, his mother yelled out. But he was long gone. Zeke had his made his way to the roof to clear his mind. He wanted to escape. He opened his package, pulling out his one and only bad habit, cigarettes. Sparking one up, he took a look at the book. Don't Call Us Dead by Danes Smith. Summer Somewhere, Zeke read the first poem title aloud. The title fit his mood. He was taken back to being a child before he was forced to grow up so fast. He would play in his yard for hours on end. Reading the poem, he realized it was about death. His father's murder ran through his mind. Unconsciously, he pulled hard and long on the cigarette. Before he could simmer in his haunting thoughts, he heard an angelic voice filling his ears with a sweet melody. Following the voice, to the other side of the roof, he found himself mesmerized by the brown beauty that had knocked him down earlier that day. Zeke began to applaud as if he were at a private show. Can you put that cigarette out? My brother is sleeping here, she said with a tone that spoke volumes. Sorry, he said, quickly putting the cigarette out. I heard your voice and I had to come here where that voice was coming from. She let out a slight smile. Thank you, she said. Hi, I'm Zeke and you are? Zora. Nice to meet the lady I keep running into. Zora looked up at him with recollection. Did you follow me or something? She said, suddenly feeling uneasy. No, I live in the building, Zeke assured her. Zora eased up a little. Oh, I've never seen you before. He chuckled a little. That's because I'm always working. If I'm not working, I'm in school. You go to Harmony too, right? She asked, already knowing the answer. She had never seen him at school, but after their collision, she figured he must go to the school because no one would hang out around Harmony unless they had to. Yeah, I do. Funny, I don't remember seeing you around. Zora hung her head low. I'm not very social at school. Zeke smiled at her. 
or at home. She gave him a slight smile. They talked and listened to music for hours. Before they knew it, the sun had gone down, making it hard for Zora to complete her homework. Well, I guess I should be headed in. It was nice talking to you. Zeke looked up at the sky, just realizing the sun had left them. Oh, okay, yeah, me too. Maybe we can do this again tomorrow. She shook her head. No can do. I'm going out of town tomorrow. Maybe Monday, if you're out here, we can chat. Good night. She said, grabbing her brother and headed off the roof. Could it be, Zeke thought? Could she have been one of the two students Miss Jameson found to go on the trip? With a voice like that, Zeke could tell she was highly talented. If she was interested in poetry as well, she would be Zeke's dream girl. He would just have to go on the trip tomorrow and find out. That was story time. To hear the rest, make sure you tune in next week to find out what happens with Zora and Zeke. We here at Cooking with Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking with Positivity merch. Happy listening. Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve cooking with positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykea McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykea McCoy Inc. Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page as well as Cooking with Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And ZykeaMcCoy.com. So make sure you join this positive movement. We would love to hear your story. Welcome back, guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for Lisa's throwback Thursday hour I want to leave you guys with this positive note in order to achieve wealth you must prepare yourself and welcome it all right that means you have to be ready mentally and emotionally to receive your increase in your wealth and I hope you guys have a great and positive rest of your day